kicky intro music. Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, a 30 Rock podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurgs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I am your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Eamon. And welcome uh, to a pretty... Uh, I'd say it's a funny episode. It's also pretty centralized. Like, they're not... It's not all over the place. Like, it pretty much just takes place in two locations. Yeah. And it's over, really, the course of one day. Yeah. I would say it's very uneven. The A plot is good. The B plot is boring. Almost and... immediately forgettable. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is the biggest plot I think Pete has had in the series. And it, it is just... It was boring as... Yeah, just... Anything. Yeah, he gets better stories as it, as it goes on. Uh, this yeah, it's just like I would have rather just forgot that plot altogether. Oh, I'm boring and married. I'm getting tired of my life. And I'm gonna contemplate cheating. Like, it's just, like uh, I don't know. And then it, like that story even works less when like as you go over the course of the series, you realize like you learn like spoiler alert: Tracy has never actually cheated on his wife, and it's all just for show. Then it's just like, well, why is he pressuring someone else to do it? And it's just like, yeah. I don't know. It just it doesn't really hold a lot of weight. In the end, it's just kind of like a, a, a gross story. But the A plot with Liz and Jenna and Jack, Jack go and to a party, going to the black tie party for the for the Austrian uh, was he the prince? prince yeah. yeah, that's a lot more fun. I, I think we could have had more time devoted to that. But otherwise, strong episode. I still think it's a weaker episode because of the B plot being so weak. Uh, but it's still like that main story is really good and has a lot of great moments in it and it sort of lays the groundwork like of one of those like sitcom tropes of like the two main characters could they will they end up together like they're sort of sewing something of that obviously it never happens but it's like they're poking fun of all of that joke throughout the rest of the series after this they sort of start playing with that idea a little bit more but never fully committing to it so and also, Isabella Rossellini gives a classic guest star performance. Yeah, uh, we'll talk. I guess we can talk more about her as we as she shows up. But uh, sadly, she is a just well established actor. Like her her credits are ridiculous. But literally, I've only ever seen her in two things. It's this and a Simpsons episode, <laughs> and that is it. And no, I was she, looking it's over. It's a her, lot of like art cinema. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of like those sort of like indie uh or not indie but just like almost prestige pictures but not quite like a lot of like european yeah yeah yeah. uh just i I was just like looking over her filmography and i was just like wow i don't know anything and i feel really ignorant and stupid like i because i know who she is but i don't know anything that she's been in aside from the two things that i've seen her in so yeah anyway anything else before we get started let's go let's go pretty good cold open too um it pretty much just goes straight to the point and it's got some laughs in it okay round two josh you're up what do you got check it out your mama is so stupid she thinks an imac is a new hamburger at mcdonald's okay not bad okay okay i got it i got it i got it um what's the difference between your mama and a washing machine when I drop a load in the washing machine, it doesn't follow me around for a week. Uh, Lemon, can I speak with you alone for a moment? That's what your sister asked me last night. Booyah! 
How did that get past the network censors? I was reading some trivia. Like, she was almost certain that never would have been on the air. Like, they were for sure thought they were going to have to change that. Like, I mean, that's, that's, real, that's the dirtiest that the show has been yet. And yeah. I'm pretty sure the gnarliest that it gets over the course of the series. I don't think we get anything that just... I don't want to say, like, we're prudes. Like, we we've talked about worse stuff but it's just like for a network sitcom to be able to say i dropped a load in your mom yeah it's just like what yeah i mean i don't remember what time slot 30 rock had its first season but mm. i don't think it was after 10 o'clock so oh no i mean it was it's that just, yeah. it was that must see thursday nbc yeah. it was either 8 30 did, did it start or on thursday or did it move there i feel I'm like i'm pretty it, sure it was I always feel like a it thursday didn't start show. there and it didn't and it moved there like in its second or third season because like I feel like I, I thought that too, and I remember seeing something that it wasn't. I'm pretty sure it was always a Thursday show. I yeah, but I, I missed it initial airing, so I I caught it sort of in syndication. It was a Wednesday show. Yeah, interesting. I because I because I, 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 I thought the same thing, and I had a feeling that I that I saw at some point that for like its first or second season, it didn't, and then it moved over once The Office became really big. Um, then mm. then I think that's when they moved it back to The Office. Interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, right this way. Uh, my friend Gerhard Habsburg is throwing a birthday party for himself at the Pierre tonight. Oh, and you want me to think of something funny that you can write in the card? No. I want you to come with me. Oh. Who's Gerhard Habsburg? Prince Gerhard is the last male descendant of the Imperial House of Habsburg. They ruled the Austro-Hungarian Empire, the defenestration of Prague. Uh, Lemon, what exactly did you study in college? Theater tech. I see. I I'm inviting you to the social event of the season. Ugh, I don't know, Jack. Would I have to wear high heel shoes? Yes. This will be good for you. You finally got Dennis out of your life. You're even wearing lipstick? No, they're just really chapped. I'll have the wardrobe <laughs> department pull a dress for you. I just thought maybe you'd like to spend some time with a, um... Different class of people. Okay, fine, I'll do it, but I'm not gonna like it. That's what your mom said to me last night. Booyah. <laughs> you got slammed, girl. That was surprising. That was improv, right? Because, like, her reaction, like, seems like... I feel like... Real. I feel like real. what he said was improv. Okay. Knowing, like, him... Like, them playing the dozens is supposed to happen. But her reaction is to not knowing what he was actually going to okay. say, so... But yeah, he was definitely supposed to say that, but she was just going to be unaware of what he said. I remember in like high school history, like spending a fair amount of time on like the Habsburgs and all that stuff, and like oh really? Because I say and like comparatively, I feel like like barely any history was covered after World War Two. It's mm -hmm. like I remember spending so much time on like medieval and like mid, you know, up to eighteen hundred European history. And much less time on anything that happened since World War Two. That's interesting, especially for like once you consider like world history. Like the more I think about, it, like yeah, we talked world history, but like once we got to World War One and Two, it felt like the focus fully went to like America, yeah. and we didn't discuss other countries outside of it because it was just like, well, America's at the forefront now, and it's, which is weird because like if you're world history, you should be acknowledging everything, not just America. But yeah, you're right. I. 
I thought I didn't know Habsburg was actually a real thing. Oh. I just assumed it was a made-for-TV, haha, funny name. Yeah, no, they they were they were it's one of the thing. Okay. big ruling families in Europe back in the I can't whatever century it was. Well, the centuries, but they were yeah. one of the richest, yeah, most powerful families. Yeah, but also, I mean, I guess trying to condense a semester of history, you gotta sort of just hit the finer bullet points rather than focusing on everything. I don't know. Not true. I just I remember thinking about it. it's like so much time spent on ancient European history and like you know a little bit on the civil rights movement. But I mean I don't even know if we ever so up through let's say up through eleventh grade. I don't know if we even got to the Vietnam War because my my senior year like I, I did take like a specialized like twentieth century history class. But mm-hmm. that was like that was an elective that you know only however many seniors took. Like really, you only had to go through the basic American history, which I'm. Honestly, I think didn't really go past the fifties or sixties. Yeah, I feel like Vietnam and especially Desert Storm were oh, not. Oh, we definitely didn't about. cover anything with Reagan or but well, mm-hmm. maybe Reagan, but Bush outside of like touching on like the main points of the wars, like not really yeah, much of anything. Because I feel like we weren't the good guys in those. So it's like we can't talk about them because if you read too much into it, the student might get this realization like, wait a minute, we're maybe the bad guys here i remember we were talking about it was some history class and it it must have been i don't know if it was the bush era wars in the middle east but it was something in the middle east and i was i was in high school this was when george w bush was the president so we're doing so i remember we had a substitute in some history class and like him saying something like i don't understand why we just don't bomb all oh my god Oh, well, I mean, just in terms of crazy teachers, like I had a science teacher when we were in, I think maybe ninth or 10th science course, whatever that would be. Um, She was a very outspoken Christian. She was a sweet lady. Like I didn't have any problems with her. She was a very outspoken Christian. And so when we got to the week where we were going to be talking about evolution, she literally said to the class, I will not be teaching this. You will read about this and you'll take the tests. And we'll watch videos about it, but I refuse to teach this. And so for the week, we just read about evolution and taught ourselves. And like part of me was like, well, she has her beliefs and I get it. But it's also like you're in the science field. Like it's so jarring to me that you're just so outspoken about it. Yeah. Well, I guess it's better that she at least lets you read the material as opposed to refusing to. Because I... I mean, well, I feel like if you're a public school teacher and you're employed, you're supposed to follow certain curriculums. So really, she should be making a full effort to teach it. But right. at least she didn't like, like hate fuck boycott the, it and like hate fuck to, the like, students. Like this is evolution, huh? This is what you believe. Like you're so stupid. No, I didn't mean that. I meant just like refuse to even talk. Like right. just skip over that unit. Or, right. Yeah. So I mean, like she she did. I guess seem like the least she. No, and I'm like, I mean, she's been there for years. So I'm sure she had some sort of agreement with the school. It's like, yeah. I'll let them study it, but I don't want to teach it. And I guess like they were like, well, yeah, you're one of two or three teachers we have that can teach science, so we have no other course but to just let you do it the way you are. But it's just, it always felt really weird to me that she was able to like get away with that. But oh, um, she never Carolina. pushed. She, yeah, she never she never pushed her beliefs. But it's still it's just like very. Yeah very weird but yeah the more i think about it i feel like yeah once you hit world war ii in history class you don't really go beyond that except for a few 
talking points. And it's or at really least weird. they didn't 13 years ago. Maybe maybe they've advanced since then. <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't honestly want to know what kids are learning in just like basic elementary and middle schools. Because I felt my education was subpar for the most part. And just knowing how regressive schools have gotten in terms of like capabilities and i don't know i just i just want to i feel like the education system is even more fucked up than it than it was just in terms of what kids are actually learning and how they're learning you know like what what just the threshold of what you should be knowing by the end of your grade what is i don't know i don't know i think it's probably not as bad as you think but it might not i mean be. teachers I still have to teach a standardized test that hasn't changed so that true and in, in to some degree is it when you're when you're doing that sort of thing it, you're you're always gonna have some shortcomings but i don't know i feel like i, I feel like teens especially are very politically aware and progressive right like super super vocal about so it like is it because that, the kids have way more access to information on the like on the immediate so probably. like the teachers feel like maybe less um inclined to, to sort of like be eye-opening or challenging or is it like do you see that as like uh, a goal of like um i don't know it, it just seems i, don't know. We, I mean i I don't have any teacher. Friends, I don't know. So I don't know we don't have ask. children in school right. to have an opinion, but I think that I, I think if there are any shortcomings, first off, I, I don't think I don't think it's as bad as you think, and okay. second, I think any many shortcomings can be devoted to having a standardized testing curriculum that you have to teach, so the kids do well on the test, so your school gets accredited, so you get money and funding and yada yada. Like I think that's that would be that's probably the biggest hurdle of anything beyond well. We can get into the whole charter school thing, but that, that, that's a that's a whole separate, well, not separate, but it's just a a longer, much list. much more complicated related issue. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, we we've gone way off track. Yes, there. I don't know how we even got there. Yes, dear. Oh, boy, who's crying? Is it Caleb? What's up, Pete? Okay, I'll try. Yeah. No, it's just my wife is visiting her folks and she's a little stressed out. Yeah, it seemed like you got yourself a Delilah. A what? Pete, you have two types of women in this world. One who gives you strength and one who takes strength from you like Delilah took strength from Samson in that movie. My wife gives me strength, make me feel like a man. That's why she's so special. I actually haven't met your wife yet. Hi. That ain't my wife. Go get me a fizzy water like this Pete I love my wife I love her we're a team that's why eight times a week I go to the strip club it gives me energy which I bring back to home and your wife doesn't get jealous Ma, she likes it makes me feel strong like a Samson Samson ah, great shoving Mr. Jordan yeah I mean that's the best part of that whole storyline yeah. you know? even then it's still like it just doesn't go really anywhere because we don't know the stakes of pete and his wife paula i think her name is we don't know the stakes of their marriage all that we know is like 
they've basically been dating since college and they had to get married because she got pregnant immediately like that's about it so it's just like it's why don't we just summarize the rest of that storyline quickly and yeah we can skip it so basically pete is at work and he's trying to work and tracy just sort of bombards him with his posse and a bunch of girls to try and persuade him to cheat on his wife again despite the fact that tracy doesn't cheat on his wife we don't know this yet but it doesn't go anywhere pete decides no wait my wife actually kind of oh, convinces pete the uh, but the other only good thing is like when pete is locked in the bathroom like there's that whole angel devil on the shoulder like motif that they sort of throw out. Yeah. that's kind of a fun projection but otherwise it's just like it just it doesn't make any sense like it's just not a good story so in the end pete doesn't cheat next like it's not even earned it's just like he's just still thinking about it then he looks at tracy's like wait my wife's not a delilah i love her blah 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 and he's like i'm not gonna cheat on her and then it's just okay it's just oh so yeah we will not be playing any more clips of that plot sorry but there's a lot of plot a that really works and we will be playing a lot more of that uh, speaking of which, we jump back to uh, Liz trying on the dress that she'll be wearing to the affair, and we get a fun little pretty woman reference. Wow. What's that for? Well, I'm going to a birthday party for some prince tonight. You mean like a dog birthday party? Oh, that's better. Uh, no, uh, he's a real European prince, Gerhard Habsburg. What? You have to take me with you. Oh, Liz, it's always been my dream to meet and marry a prince, like a modern-day Cinderella story. Hey, maybe I'm Cinderella this time. No, Liz, Cinderella is blonde. You can be Snow White and party with the little people. Oh, take me! I can't take you. I'm only getting in because Donaghy's taking me. Wait, you're gonna be Jack Donaghy's date? No, it's not a date. Wow. Lemon. I, uh, got you a little something. Oh, my... Ow, that really hurt my hand! Dag! Who does that? (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh... Our car will be downstairs at uh, 7 o'clock. Could you make sure that she uh, gets this? Uh... Oh, yes. Sorry. This is definitely a date. No. Is it? So, yeah, I mean, the Pretty Woman reference is... is Slamming the box Pretty Woman hand. is... I haven't watched it in probably close to more than a decade, but I remember watching it when I was old enough to know what the story was. And I was like, this is actually pretty good. Like, Richard Gere and julia roberts yes have good chemistry and they work well together and it's like fun it's a fine movie but yeah the, the joke in this is when he presents her the necklace there's a scene in pretty woman where he richard Gere does the same thing to jennifer jennifer fuck julia, julia roberts. roberts i just said her name and he closes it as her hand gets close and it's like it's the whole <laughs> julia roberts does her wacky laugh and then so jack tries to recreate it here and the only thing that I know about Pretty Woman is apparently there's some blooper that was left in the final cut where someone who plays a waiter is talking to Julia Roberts' character, but he accidentally calls her Julia instead of her character's name. That's actually in the movie? I feel like I've read that for I mean... Oh, we gotta find this. Let's make sure it was. it's actually in the final cut and not a, a, just like a blooper. Because I, I definitely remember reading that, and I feel like what's... I mean, bloopers happen all the time, so why would I know that if it wasn't in the right. movie? Julie. Yeah. Okay, so the scene we finally we found it. So there's a scene where they go to the opera and they're being sat by the usher and the usher asks them if they need anything. Richard Gere says no and then he motions to Julia Roberts and says 
Well, we'll let you listen and then we'll tell you what we both hear. If you're afraid of heights, why do you get seats up here? Because they're the best. Is there anything else, sir? No. The glasses are there. Enjoy the opera. Oh. Is there anything else, sir? No. The glasses are there. Enjoy the opera. I hear Julia. I can hear Julia. I think you're. it's one of those things you're hearing what you first yeah. read, so you think that's what you're wanting yeah. to hear, but I'm very clear at hearing, hear your glasses, enjoy the opera, mm. but it's so soft-spoken that it's like he wasn't close enough to the boom mic, so I didn't pick yeah. it up. Yeah, and also Joy Opera just starts with Joy a hands of an A, yeah, so yeah, if, yeah. If, if, if you want to hear Julia, you can, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so never mind. So it's yeah. not a blooper. <laughs> it's not a blooper. It's just it's an urban legend, apparently. It was probably well because I mean, like, when that it. movie, you yeah. misheard it, and like it wasn't as easy to access it to yeah. repeatedly listen to it at the time. So yeah, debunked. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Pretty Woman. It's a fine movie. I think if you can find it and you want to watch it, yeah, it's it's perfectly fine. I don't know how well it holds up. It probably doesn't hold up well in a modern light, but for the '90s, it's a fine romantic comedy. For I think it was rated R. Pretty good. Just a lot of sex in it, though. I don't think any. I don't think you see anything, though. Yeah. So. (laughs) Anyway. Uh. Yeah. Thirty Rock. Uh. We're now at the black tie affair. Let's see. Um. To us. Is this a date? What? Lemon. I date socialites and models and actresses, Liz Hurley, in the 90s. Okay, fine. My mistake. I think it's so funny that you thought that. Hi, Jack. Maybe I'll see you later. I hope so. Her. 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 The two of them. This guy coming up with my leftist daughter this summer. Wes, good to see you. Sort of random, his first actress reference is Liz Hurley in the 90s. Yeah. Like... It's such a, is that the only actress he's dated then? Like, well, I guess it's a slight against Liv's Hurley because, like, in the 2000s, her reputation sort of took a turn. Yeah. So No, I no, but even then, like, if you are going to say actress, like, you think you'd, you'd reference a more recent slash relevant? I don't know. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird reference. And then after getting a drink, Liz uh, sees that Jenna's managed to sneak into the party. But when you dress it, I can't remember the line. Yes, that happens. Oh, hello. Hi. How did you get in here? Oh, Liz. If you dress well and enter with confidence, you can get in anywhere. You showed the security guy your boobs, didn't you? Just one. It's not the White House. Uh, Chocatini, please. You were dead wrong about this being a date, by the way. I just made a complete ass out of myself in front of Jarek. Oh, I'm sorry. When I'm the queen of Australia, I'll have them executed. Austria. Yeah, that's what I said. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present His Royal Highness, the Duke of Thuringia, Earl of the Duchy of Westphalia, Prince Gerhard Messerschmitt Rammstein von Hopp. Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday! Oh. Wow, who's Snow White now? A lot to unpack here. Yeah. So, you start. You well, start. So first, so Will Forte plays the announcer, and he comes back later, mm-hmm. but in a, it's a totally different role, right? Totally He's not even supposed role. to be the same. No, and there's person. no relation. Just yeah. uh, maybe 
I wonder if they forgot that he was in the first season. Maybe. And we're just like, we, well, Will Forte's fantastic. He was one of the best guys on SNL during his run. I'm very and underrated comedy, Last Man oh, on Last Earth. Last Man on Earth is so good. And I'm so sad we'll never actually get a real ending to that show. It's mm. so good. Uh, just, he's great. So having him back regardless was awesome. And then we get Paul Rubens. <sighs> Always really good. Despite just sort of seemingly being like one note of always playing like Pee Wee herman even when he's outside that role he's just so good he's so funny just naturally funny very dry humor he's so good so i'm happy he's in this episode just i mean this is a relatively star-packed episode will forte doesn't have the star power of isabella rossellini who does who has way more star power than paul rubens but it's just to get all three of them. A lot of the yeah, really a lot good. of the guest stars. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so good, and I like I like the Habsburg character. Like we, as we soon learn that he's basically the only reason he exists is because of just incessant inbreeding within the family, yeah. and that's why he's just the way that he is. And yeah, it's I mean, such a good... if I remember correctly, that was literally their downfall. Too much inbreeding led to heirs that were not too many disabilities, basically. Yeah. I mean... Which is probably like very common in european royalty anyway yeah is i mean i remember the critic has a joke where uh the mom of the family is trying to get her daughter to uh date someone for her cotillion and she's like well you don't want to go with this person you want to go with this person he's an actual blue blood she pricks the guy's finger and literally blue blood is pulling out of his thumb and uh she's like mom the only reason he has blue blood is just all the incessant inbreeding of the family and she's and she's like, oh you're you're joking and she's like what's four plus four and the guy's like counting on his fingers he's like 17 like he's just so dumb well it's time but to press up like, the gene pool anyway then right it's just like the status is what matters yeah. the intelligence doesn't mean anything it's just you know that it's just a funny joke but yeah this is like where the bulk of the comedy of this episode comes in and it's just it's almost kind of non-stop it's great so now we get a sort of tour, and we get to meet Jack's ex, uh, Isabella Rosalini's character. <laughs> 7.45, and I'm still awake. <laughs> that Gerhardt is amazing, isn't it? I mean, most people in this situation would be angry with their family for the centuries of inbreeding, but not Gerhardt. He's too busy trying to stave off infection. Oh, my God. What is she doing here? Who? My ex-wife. Oh, I forgot. You were married. Wow, she's gorgeous. And surprisingly age-appropriate. Damn it, I was told she was in Paris. Party of the year, that woman turns up and I'm all alone. Thanks. Johnny. Bianca. I've been a while. You look good. Thank you. Do you remember my fiancé, Vincent Foley? Yes, of course. Uh, this is my live-in girlfriend, Lemon. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Hello, Elizabeth. Lemon. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I love the way that Bianca keeps smiling. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she looks like I don't know, she's like a vampire who's about to like yeah. attack someone. I mean, on the surface, before you know the whole twist, like it just seems like she's a very nice, pleasant person. Yeah. And Jack never even paints her as like malicious or evil or, or mean. So it's just like there's no warning when yeah. like the turn happens. It's just like, oh wow, like what? Like she just seems so nice and pleasant. And, but yeah, she's just she's holding back her anger through her smile. It's so good. 
invited you to meet. Mm, it was part of the Big Brother Little Sister program. <laughs> Congratulations, John. She's much sharper than the last girl you had. What was her name? Beyonce. Mm. And unlike the rest of Jack's girlfriends, I have all my original parts. Oh, hang on to this one, John. She's a keeper. Mm, yeah, I'm a keeper. <laughs> So now it's a date? I thought I could never be your date, Jack. I thought no one would ever believe it because I'm so grotesque. Thank you for not embarrassing me. Excuse me, miss, but uh, His Highness has noticed you. Who? Gerhardt? Really? His Highness is quite taken and invites you to dine next to him. Oh, wow. That's flattering. Are, are you sure that he meant me? His Highness is attempting to wink at you. Oh. There you are. I need your help. I've been asked to dine with His Majesty. Oh, well, if you're looking to sneak out the window, it doesn't open. I already tried it. Should I say I'm still a virgin? Wait, you're actually considering this? Of course I'm considering it. You know I've always reminded myself of Grace Kelly. I'm not going to be gorgeous forever. Who knows how long this show will last, and I have no other skills whatsoever. I need to find someone who can take care of me. Yeah, I don't think Gerhardt can take care of you. And I can get past someone's looks. Since when? I'm an actress, Liz. It would be my greatest role of all time. You've already made up your mind about this, haven't you? Oh, you're right, Liz. I should go for it. You're not even listening, are you? Poop. Monkey butt. No, <laughs> you're a good friend. And thank you. So Grace Kelly... She was an actress married royalty? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was a famous actress, and then she married the prince or whomever of Monaco. Oh. So she became, I guess, princess or duchess or whatever. Has she passed away? She's probably passed away. I think away, so, yeah. 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 The only reference I know of her is that Mika song. Oh. <laughs> it's a fun song. It's a fun song. Hey, are you going to come sit down because they put out lobster tails? And I want to eat yours. Isn't she beautiful? Yeah, what happened there? I just couldn't keep up with her. On any level. Socially, it was a different party, a different charity event every night. I had to keep my tuxedo in my glove compartment. Sexually, she wanted it four or five times a day. Always standing up. <laughs> standing up? What? How does that even work? You're kidding, right? <laughs> she left me, Lennon. Because I was never enough for her, so now I keep it simple. Nothing but... Endless, meaningless one-night stands with a carousel of super hot women I couldn't care less about. That's heartbreaking. And her, she just keeps getting better. She's lost weight, she cut her hair. Look at her over there, taunting me. Seeing her so happy and normal makes me crazy. Hey, you gotta move on, maybe. Is she coming over here? She's coming over here. If she comes over here, I'm gonna do something. Okay, come on, let's go. Let's go dance. Oh, no, 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 I know. Yeah, come on, it's a fast song. But then we get the birthday and we learn how old Habsburg actually really is. Ladies and gentlemen, if you will please direct your attention to the center of the room, it is now time for the cake. You're 25? Yes. Can you believe it? Finally old enough to rent a car. My favorite thing is how when he gets really excited, 
he like yells in that really random voice when he gets to the end of the sentence yeah it's just yeah he's done it several times yeah. but yeah it's just like it's it's ah it's such a good character and paul rubens is perfect for it but then yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we learn Liz, we sort of glossed over. Jack admitted he's dated Beyonce, and we have to assume that is Beyonce, Beyonce, not just someone with well, the same name. I'm not aware of literally any other person named Beyonce. So. Right. So, but they just they gloss over it too. Uh, but then we learn now that uh, Liz is fluent in German and can speak a little Deutsch. Well, speak a lot of Deutsch. Ah. Oh, it feels good to laugh. Natürlich, ich denke, dass es die schönste Sprache in der Welt ist. Yes, yay. Ist Jenna mitgehört? Gefördenbergen Geheimnisfremdheit Mittelbachenburg. So, do you think they didn't actually sing Happy Birthday in English to avoid the having to pay for it, or is it like they were singing it in in Dutch to make it more like along the lines of who they're singing it to? Yeah, well, was Happy Birthday in the public domain yet in two thousand six? So no. maybe, maybe it is. A, maybe it is a workaround. But I, th- I thought it was the melody that was. I thought you can't sing the actual song without having to pay. Because oh. I well, the only reason I I, th- I think that is because in Community, in an episode of Community, which was several years after this, they you come in on a scene where they're singing like the last two words of Happy Birthday, mm-hmm. and then they even make a joke like. It's so weird. We only sang the last two words and we didn't sing anything else. And we're like, well, you know, that's just how it is. Like, because they didn't want to pay for the rights of that song at the time. Yeah. And I think it's only recently become it, in it, the public it domain. It came into the public domain within, yeah, I guess, the regular rights for the last, the last several years. Year. So I don't know if it's yeah. them, if it, this is smart of 30 Rock, of them like, well, we got to get around that. Or if it's just like, I'm reading too much into it and thinking, well, maybe they just don't want to pay for the rights. I mean, maybe it's both. It works as a joke for Jenna and also maybe they can skirt the line Maybe, of having to pay yeah. for it i don't know that works yeah i'm not sure also was german not dutch but he even says you speak dutch german deutsch deutsch is german for german right so then i'm not fucking wrong in saying it i said deutsch oh i said dutch listen back on the playback uh, well, you can cut that one that's fine nope I'm going to prove you wrong unless i'm wrong you really like said all dutch. of this out <laughs> like and then dutch. i win now we get the com- well, not even confrontation, but we sort of learn the real meaning behind Bianca's smile. Are you going to marry him? Oh, hi. What? Are you going to marry Jack? Ah, uh, I don't know. We've talked about it. I can tell from the way he looks at you that he's serious. He's going to get you pregnant right away. I'm sure. <laughs> A little late in life, baby. He can parade around Nantucket. The old thing makes me want to vomit. Oh, no, you know... I can take the models, the rockets to Shakira, because ultimately I know they are going to leave him, but you, you can actually make him happy. And that 
makes me want to sit on a knife. Wow. I hate seeing Johnny happy. Oh boy. For, sit on a knife is a great expression that I've never heard. No, and it's terrible. Yeah. Also, it's too bad that podcasting on a visual medium because her facial expressions throughout the whole scene as she goes from passive-aggressive smile to, like, sad to upset to, like, angry to crazy yeah. is just, like, uh, hilarious. Yeah, like, just a roller coaster in those 30 seconds yeah. of her just going bonkers. Her face is just, like, so expressive. Yeah, it's a good scene. Yeah. And Liz just is just so caught off guard. It's like, well, I was not expecting <laughs> this. But, like, she, like, was playfully antagonizing. I was like, oh, yeah, we'll definitely get married, like... Because she just thinks, like, that's part of the joke. It's just, like, she doesn't... She's yeah. not jealous. She's just, you know... Yeah, so fun. Oh, Jenna. This is almost like something out of a power jail. <laughs> yes. Almost. Great news, great news. Bianca is neither normal nor happy. You don't have to do this, Lemon. I'm telling you, she's not over you. And get this, she was all jealous of me. She busted out crying over it. That's impossible. Oh, fine. You don't believe me? I'm gonna go over there. I'm gonna tell her that you just proposed to me, and you watch her. Watch how red her face gets. Now we meet the tragic end of the Habsburg line. Jenna, I know we have just met, but I think I love you. Do you love me? Knowing I have the love of a beautiful woman has set me free. I think you just lost an eyebrow. To freedom! To us. Thank you, dear Jenna. And goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Why goodbye? Who let him drink champagne? He could not metabolize the grapes. Someone call Duchess Bachemin. Uh oh. I think she pulled out a chunk of my hair. Really where? Oh, yeah. We got a boogie gang. Meine Damen und Herren, the Habsburg line has ended. You can pick up your gift bags, it's a cut check. So Dr. Spaceman serves both Tracy Jordan and he, the uh, prince. He's a regular doctor to the stars, I yes. guess. Oh god, just seeing Will Forte more, like it reminds me like he's so good in the Lego movie, uh, and like a quick cameo, but like he's really good in Clone High, and I wish that show was streaming somewhere. Such a good show and such like a forgotten piece. Yeah. Such a shame. 
I wonder what it's got to just be something with licensing because it's yeah, like so I, I'm, I wonder there's a formerly it? it was a Canadian show but okay. it was formerly broadcast by MTV yeah so there might be some sort of Viacom thing but mm. because it's Canadian maybe it's streaming somewhere like in Canada like on Netflix Canada it's probably streaming but in America they don't have the rights to it it's such a shame because it's so good it's such a good show seek it out it's all on YouTube right oh yeah I'm sure and either full episodes are like in parts it's accessible but it just needs like legitimacy it needs to be streaming somewhere it's so good I love it and Jack takes Liz home for the evening well thanks for a fun evening sorry your friend died when Gerhardt was born the doctor told his mother and cousin he would either live for 15 minutes or for 100 years <laughs> boy he proved them all wrong no please come in the look on Bianca's face just before she choked you. That was the most satisfying thing. It was pretty good. Oh, just to know that she's filled with bile over me warms my heart. Atta boy, that's the Jack Donaghy I know. What are these, your uh, bike shorts? Oh, knock it off. Lemon, I want to thank you for showing me that I could have a pleasant evening with a woman my own age. I'm 12 years younger than you. A woman your age, then. And let it go. That's never going to happen. I've been with beauty queens, yes, I get Pilates it. instructors, get acrobats. So I can take my shoes off. I had lunch with Martha Stewart and dinner with her daughter Alexis. What? Gross. <laughs> Gross. So yeah, honestly, take out all the Pete stuff. This episode's so much better. Like yeah. we, like in recording, we just skip those bits because. There's no point to them. We weren't going to play them for you. We were going to suffer through them again. Uh, but uh, Black Tie, good episode. Just hindered by that sub, very subpar B plot. But altogether, learning more about Jazz, Jack's back, uh, backstory. A fantastic cameo by Paul Rubens and, and, and Will Forte and Isabella Rossellini. Just, just great casting all around. Great acting all around. Just fun. Just the setup of the will they won't they between Liz and Jack, which we do we do go no, we do know goes nowhere ultimately, but they still are just sort of planting possible seeds for it. Like it's just it's all around solid, just solid episode. I agree. I agree. We can just pretend the B plot did not happen and say it was a great episode. Yes, absolutely. Seriously, take that bit out and it's so much better. I mean, it cuts the episode maybe by five six minutes, but that's totally fine because that's the only bad part. But. Yeah, looking forward to next week's episode. Uh, any other thoughts on this one before we wrap it up? I'm going to go sit on a knife. Oh my god, please don't do that. Not because you'd hurt yourself, because I'd have to clean it up. And I don't want to do that. Oh, actually, I think I mentioned a couple episodes back that like this, is, this season doesn't have many holiday episodes. The next episode, uh, Up All Night, actually does fall on Valentine's Day, which technically isn't really a holiday more than just like something created by greeting card companies to sell shit but that one definitely takes place on the holiday but i'm pretty sure no other episodes do um, but the next episode is sort of almost like a direct sequel to this one where bianca and jack uh, are finalizing their divorce so isabella Rossellini comes back and we get more fun from that as well as the craziest Jack gets, I think, of the entire series in terms of just going out of control. So, uh, look forward to that episode 13.
up all night. David, take us out. See you next time. Very good. Oh, are you bored, puppy? <laughs> yes, pay me more attention.